bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's Word. Well, I've been teaching on wisdom uh, for the last few weeks, and I have quite a few. I thought I was going to do about uh, four parts, but uh, I think it's going to end up uh, a little longer than that, and it will push probably to about an eight-part message. So this is part number five of wisdom. Um, and today we're going to look at two important characters in the Bible. We would look at the first person recorded in the Bible as having wisdom. Um, and then we'll look at uh, another person whose name is synonymous with wisdom. The first person recorded in the Bible as having wisdom. It doesn't mean that prior to that mention, people didn't have wisdom. People had wisdom. But the first person mentioned directly as having wisdom is a gentleman called Bezalel. And, uh, and the person we associate most with wisdom in the Bible is Solomon. So we'll look at these two individuals and we'll look at their wisdom and uh, how it applies to our lives. So we'll look at Exodus chapter 31 verses 1 to 5. Now this is when God uh, spoke to Moses about the building of the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant and the special utensils for service in the tabernacle. Um, what God spoke to Moses according to the scripture was a pattern of things in heaven. So God gave this concept to Moses, but Moses had to find a way of making this concept a reality. God called a man and uh, handpicked him to execute the project. And this is how the Bible describes it in Exodus chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 31, verse 1 to 5. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I've filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of workmanship. So Bezalel is the first person recorded in the Bible directly as having wisdom. And the Bible says that God gave him wisdom. Uh, but when you look at the passage, and I'm going to try to break down the passage a little bit more, but there are three important components that God gave to Bezalel. The first is wisdom. And all the three have different Hebrew words. And if you watch the PowerPoint in the parenthesis, I have the Hebrew words. And I'm not going to mention them because I'm not a Hebrew. And uh, I may get the pronunciation wrong. But the first is wisdom. And that word in the Hebrew uh, means technical skill. 
It means to know how to really do something. And when it operates in a person, it gives the person the ability to do something. Everyone who excels in a field has wisdom in that field. It is not just talent. It is a highly developed competency. And that's what the word wisdom here means, a technical skill. It's always important because the first time the Bible uses words, we have to understand the context in which it is used. To the Greeks, wisdom was philosophical in terms of knowledge uh, but for the, and theory, but for the Hebrews, wisdom was very practical, very technical and very practical. So wisdom in that passage means technical skill. The second word you would find the, uh, that having been given to uh, Bezalel is understanding. And understanding in this context is the capacity to think. It deals with the ability to reach reasonable conclusions. The capacity to think. So he had technical skill and the capacity to think. That is very important because every profession in the world is a thinking profession. Every job in the world is a thinking job. Even professions that appear only to be physical are in reality thinking professions. For example, if you take professions like boxing, you may say that boxing is only about having muscles and having physical strength, but boxing is a thinking art. Muhammad Ali told us that, and we learned that, that you can have the biggest muscles and still never win a match. And somebody who is skinny and thinks can outsmart you. So professions that look like only physical, like maybe weightlifting, athletics, music, acting, it's not just about physical attributes, it's about thinking, the capacity to think, understanding. God gives us understanding in our area of expertise. And the third word uh, that is used to describe what Bezalel had is the word knowledge. The word knowledge means to be a master in something, to be a master, to be on top of the issue, to know something fully. So in the context in which it is used here, uh, Bezalel was called to uh, construct the tabernacle. And not only to construct the tabernacle, but to also build the Ark of the Covenant and also develop all the other tools that will be used there. It was going to receive, it was going to require competent skill, the capacity to think, and he had to be on top of his job. So wisdom in the Hebrew world has these components, technical skill, capacity to think, and to stay on top of what you are doing. Now I want you to note the verse three very carefully. God says, I've filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge. And then he goes on to say, 
in all manner of workmanship. Workmanship. So wisdom is related to workmanship. It is not just related to abstract ideas. It is related to workmanship. Workmanship has to do with your trade, your occupation, and your business. So in every area of workmanship, we need wisdom. In every area of trade, of occupation, of business, we need wisdom in your workmanship. My workmanship is what I'm doing now. That's, that's my job. That, that's my occupation. That's my vocation. That's my calling. I'm a pastor. I have to preach. And in doing this, as my workmanship, I need technical skill, capacity to think, and I need to stay on top of my job. If my job is carpentry, I need technical skill, I need capacity to think, and I need to stay on top of it. Wherever your workmanship is, you need these three components. Capacity to think, technical skill, and to stay on top of your job. Now, in the workmanship, there are two things that God says about Bezalel. He says that Bezalel will have the ability to design that means to work out a plan. So the ability to design. The wisdom that God gave to this man was to help him to design something. To plan out something. To work out a plan. God spoke his intention to Moses. Moses made the intentions known to Bezalel. But Bezalel had to find out how to implement it. And that requires wisdom. That's a very important part of wisdom. Just last week, we listened as scientists explain how they were able to land a spacecraft. The Rosetta Philae lander on a comet after a 10-year trip. It started its movement 10 years ago and landed just a few, a few days ago. In the process, the spacecraft traveled a cumulative distance of over 6.4 billion kilometers and landed on a four kilometer wide object in space. And that object was traveling at a speed of 135,000 kilometers per hour. So something that is launched from the Earth 10 years ago travels over six billion miles, lands on something that is just four kilometers in diameter, and the thing itself is traveling at 135,000 kilometers per hour. If you look at it, you say it's impossible, but it was done. That's wisdom. That's technical competence. Wisdom helps us to design solutions. Now, if people can land an object 10 years away, 6 billion kilometers that is running at that speed and safely landed. And we saw it on TV. I think we should be able to design solutions for electricity supply in Ghana. Don't you think so? We should be able. I mean, this is not rocket science. 
But wisdom is ability to design a plan. And Bezalel was going to design a plan to translate a heavenly idea into a physical reality. It takes wisdom to take something that nobody has seen, nobody has touched, and make it a reality. Wisdom is a designer. It works out a plan. And not only does wisdom design, he says that Bezalel would design and work. He would cause things to be. He would make things. He would manufacture. So for the Hebrews, for the Jews, when God speaks about wisdom, they are not thinking about just abstract ideas. They are thinking about taking abstract thought and making it practical. Practical application of knowledge. It is possible to have solutions on paper which do not work on the ground. The question is not, does he have a degree? Does he have a PhD? Have experts considered it? The question is, does it work? Wisdom produces things that work. I think many of us are overwhelmed by titles. We say, well, the guy has a PhD. It's good. He went to Harvard. Good. Went to Oxford. Good. He's with the UN. Good. Works for IMF. Great. But does it work? Wisdom is not just abstract theory. Wisdom is designing solutions that work. So let me make these three statements about wisdom. Wisdom always has a plan. Somebody say with me, wisdom always has a plan. Say it one more time. Say, wisdom always has a plan. Okay, if you're a man of wisdom, you must always have a plan. Wisdom always has a plan. Secondly, wisdom designs solutions. Let's say it together. Say it one more time. Wisdom designs solutions. And third, wisdom produces results. Everybody say that together. Wisdom produces results. It is not just about talking about it. There are people who are fascinated with talking about things. But to the people God spoke to in the Bible, he wasn't talking about talking about things and discussing problems. He's talking about finding real solutions to design and to work. And if you read the story of Bezalel, he was able to work intricately with all kinds of tools and all kinds of object, fabric, gold, brass, wood, stone. He designed clothes. He designed implements. He built the Ark of the Covenant so that God could manifest in that Ark. And the Bible says that everything he did on earth was a pattern of something in heaven. He was interpreting heavenly ideas here on earth. That's what wisdom is supposed to do, to interpret God's solutions in real practical terms. 
And when he had finished all his work, Moses looked at what Bezalel had done and said exactly what God spoke to me about. And right after that, the Bible says the glory of the Lord fell upon that. Wisdom will manifest the glory of God. Wisdom will bring God on the scene. Wisdom will allow God to interact with man. Wisdom will allow the power of God to reach out to people. If we want to minister to people in this church, after we have prayed, we have to have wisdom to allow God to minister to people. So, for example, today we prayed for widows. We pray for single people. We pray for orphans that God will meet them. But that's not where we end as a church. After we've prayed, we go to find wisdom to find out how to make God interact with people. And God grants us the plan and grants us solutions and programs to design responses that meets the need. That is how wisdom operates. It takes a heavenly idea and translates it into an earthly program that can be implemented and that can be accessed by men and women. Wisdom always has a plan. Wisdom will design a solution and wisdom will produce results. If you find a problem that is not being solved, it is reflective of a lack of wisdom. If you find persistent problems in your life, in your marriage, everywhere, in a nation, in a company, it's symptomatic of a lack of wisdom. Lack of wisdom makes problems persist for a long time. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233